Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined this week by Maddie Hazlett and Eunice Chang to talk about the decline of contest skating. But first, Nike SB got us gassed up with a new edit featuring full parts from Haley Wilson and Nicole House, a good group of footage from Aaron Lester, and appearances by a bunch of other Nike SB riders. Eunice, who stood out to you in Gassed Up? Hi. Uh, well, thanks for having me on the podcast. I thought the video overall was just so sick. And I love each and every one of those skaters in the video. I think Chloe's part, Chloe the Flow, she went crazy. And I also love Nicole when she skates street. I love street Nicole footie. Yeah, big fan of the street house. Yeah, sure. <laughs> street house. That's a sick one. And Haley, of course. I, there's just so many good clips in the video. What about you, Maddie? Who stood out to you? I mean, yeah, everyone's so good, and, like, I love all of their skating so much, and, but I think a couple of people who stood out was definitely Chloe, like, it's so cool to see her skate street, because traditionally I've only really seen her just do, like, 50-50 kickflips at Street League, and to see her, like, really find, like, cool spots and skate interesting things and do, like, really technical and, like, well-thought-out tricks was, that's kind of well beyond her years and age of skating was awesome i think that obviously we all want to see aaron footage like that's just what everyone wants to see and then sarah and agatha i think were also really cool like sarah's been one of my faves for years she's got like an insanely good kickflip and then i got hip to agatha when she had her dial tones part and i hadn't really heard of her but i was like oh she's sick and looked her up and of course her footage and this was super cool too yeah I, i'm i'm the same sarah and agatha are kind of like my favorites among like those are the ones where i'm like i can't wait to see those guys or those girls but uh poe penson and chloe cavell are the ones to me who are like oh shit i didn't know about these these girls and they're ripping poe penson hit that rail i think that's in seattle and then Chloe with the switch flip on the double set and a bunch of really good flip tricks. Yeah, I, it was it, those those two were like surprising because I had heard people talk about Poe Pinson uh, at Slow Impact, but I'd never seen her skating. So so it was like a good introduction to her, I think. Is she like a Street League skater? I feel like somebody said that she was at Street League. Oh, yeah, she did do it. Yeah, I think she's done a couple um, for sure. I think she did well at, at one of them. I think she meddled at one of them, which is pretty cool. But yeah, no, Chloe was in, she's insane. I feel like she's like next gen, like really going to do some cool shit. And like that nose grind shove on the outledge. I don't know if you guys remember that clip, but that's just like kind of a crazy trick. And like, kind of mm-hmm. like what I was saying before, like one that maybe like, I mean, I don't know how old she is. She can't be older than 15, maybe 13. Like, I feel like a lot of 13 year olds aren't like looking at a ledge and being like, Oh, I'm going to do this like cool tech trick. And like, it's really well thought out with how it was filmed. And I don't know, it felt like I was watching someone who's skating for 15 years, but it was in the body of a kid. And to think about what she's going to be able to do in 10 years is like really, really cool. Yeah. Like if, if you think of what she's doing now and then think of like Raisa or Haisa, is that how you say her name? Um, that's the thing about a podcast is you get to pronounce these names for the first time out loud and it's, it's weird. <laughs> I think it's the latter. I don't think you pronounce the R, I think, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Do you want us to turn our cameras on? I've been saying Raisa the whole time. <laughs> anyway, if, if you think about her at, at such a young age in comparison to Chloe and then where she is now, you know, you can kind of see maybe a, a path that Chloe could be on, you know, doing like kickflip backflips and having style like Mike Carroll and stuff. So the future looks pretty bright with Chloe. Yeah, she's the one that's going to just shut everybody up. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, go kill it, dude. Like, show these guys what's up. Totally. I, I think it's interesting. Like, Alexis Sablon's PJ Ladd's Wonderful Horrible Life part came out like 20-something years ago. And that was like, if that came out today, it would still be like, a groundbreaking women's part. You could say that's the same thing about PJ Ladd's part in that video too. It's like he's never really topped it mm-hmm. in the in the last twenty years. Uh, I just think that's interesting that that part and other other parts didn't like bring up women's skating. A lot of times I'll see somebody 
like Chloe or Aisa, and I'm like, oh shit, this is going to like bring up the level of women skating. But it like, I feel like the level is rising slower than I would have expected. Do you guys see that or feel that or like want to push back on that? What do you mean by like it's going up slower? Like you would think that people would be doing more shit because Alexis Sablone was like jumping downstairs 20 years ago. Is that what you mean? I guess I just don't understand the question. I think that Alexis set a pretty high bar and I would think that more people would be rising to that level than like more women would be rising to that level at this point. Yeah. I think that it's like two for like, my thought there's like two parts of that. I think that one part is that Alexis Sablone is like a once in a lifetime person, right? Like mm. she is so, so good at skateboarding that I think comparing anyone to her is like kind of crazy because she's just so talented and has done so much. And like, even off the board is such an incredible person that I don't really want to hold anyone to that standard. I would never want myself or any of my peers to be held to that <laughs> standard because she's just like the goat. She's on a whole nother level. True. But then I think the opposite side of that is there was the PJ Ladd video and then she was like jumping from sponsors and then she disappeared. Right. So it was like we had this little burst of incredible and then it went back to having no representation except for like Alyssa and Vanessa and a couple of the OGs. And I think that now we're going to see that type of progression, which I think we are. Like, you can look at Street League circa 2017 and look at Street League, like, whatever the last stop was. And it's like they went from doing crooked grinds to flipping into tricks in, like, four years. So I think the progression that you're looking for is happening right now because we're having such an influx of representation. Whereas it was almost impossible before because we got one video. We had one welcome to hell part from Alyssa. Like it's like you can't build a community off of six minutes of footage. You have to have way more than that. So I think that hopefully now it's gonna happen and maybe it was harder for some folks to see that opportunity and push themselves when they weren't seeing people like them in, in skate films. I, I think that that's a really good uh, assessment and probably question. Uh, <laughs> it's a different person. A generational talent. So yeah, I, I guess maybe I was, uh, I don't know, expecting too much or something, expecting too much of the industry or something. Hmm. I think women's skateboarding and their talents growing exponentially. I saw, you see that one girl from Crook, uh, Hollywood High? 16? Totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I think watching the Olympics, nuts was a pretty eye-opening experience for me to like see what the level of women skating was. I like your cat hat, uh, Maddie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you're here, but I was telling Templeton that it's uh, supposed to look like my cat, Millie. She's a little calico. Oh, cute. Yeah. It's adorable. <laughs> I have a cat too. Her name is Bubbles. I love that name. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And you have a cat as well, Templeton. <laughs> I have two cats. Yeah, we're we're a cat positive podcast. Here, yeah, sure. <laughs> we love that. Those folks up. I mean, there's definitely people like everyone has preferences. I mean, for like the wider world of like women skating, like does this kind of like push or like yeah, like what does it mean for women skating that Nike is putting out a video like this? Um, I love when it's like an all women skate video. I think the last one I saw was like probably Vans credits where it was like just the girls going crazy. And I don't know. I just feel like I don't have to skip through the whole video just to get to the girls part and watch that. I can sit and watch the the whole video <laughs> for skating that like that I want to see. And I'm not going to lie when I first I watched it twice. The first time I watched it, I got um jealous like I, I could feel the jealousy in me like you know but like leaning into that not that you know it's a human emotion normal human feeling to feel jealous and like remembering that like oh I, I just feel like this because I wish I was in that video I still love and care about skateboarding so much and like just like thankful that <laughs> I still love it you know and then I watched it again and was like super hyped and like that's the kind of stuff that makes me want to go out and skate. I mean, that, that's the job of a skate video to make you want to go skate. That's like 
kind of how I measure a skate video. Like, does it make me want to go skate? Cool. It's a good mm, video. I like that. Maddie, did this one make you want to go skate? Oh, for sure. I think that something Eunice just said that like struck a chord with me was the skipping a video to the 30 seconds at the 18 minute mark to see five tricks of someone who looks like you. <laughs> and it's like, that's what I do with every video. It's like, oh, there's a new video on Free Skate Mag. It's some like European Vans thing. I'm going to skip through this and hopefully Helena has like two clips in it. And then I'm not going to watch the rest of the video. And that's like how a lot of people like us in skating, like get our media is like through Instagram, it's through contests and it's through little snippets and videos. And to be able to sit down and like watch a whole video, even if it is only nine minutes, it's really cool. And it's like something that we don't get to experience a lot. Something that I like to like praise women and non-traditional skateboarders for having is like a way smaller, more hyped up scene. So like think of like skating in the late 90s, early 2000s, there'd be like 12 videos that come out every year, not even. And like everyone, you're going to the skate shop, you're buying the VHS, you're like stoked on it. And I feel like that's what's happening right now with women skateboarding is like, we only have a certain number of videos every year. So every one I watch like 30 times. I'll like watch this video every single day for the next month before I go skate because yeah. <laughs> that's what you do. Cause it's like, these are like yeah. my people and this is so sick. So like, I think this type of thing is huge. I mean, I was, we were talking about it at the Plaza tonight and all my friends were like super stoked on it. They're like, no, that video ruled. Like it got me hyped to go out and skate. So I think it was like job well done to that team who put that together. And I read a little bit of the interviews that they put up and it sounded like it first started as a trip video and then they shifted it over to like doing something more than that. So I'm really glad they had the like foresight to do that because I think that, quality of skating deserved its own video it wasn't it didn't feel like a trip video it felt like some real shit that these people were doing so super dope loved it yeah i'm glad they decided to make something a little more special than just like oh we went on a trip and like you know here's some skating and some b-roll and you know some throwaway tricks or whatever to fill it out it's like yeah it's a legit video and they went to a bunch of places and yeah, it, it even it got me stoked to skate. Like I think Sarah, she did like a nose slide to fifty fifty, and like that's a trick I want to do. Like I I think it's interesting. I think Sarah skates a lot like me or like how I want to skate. So like I've, I've like always been a fan of her. A long time ago, she did a like a nose slide pop over on like a um like a giant pipe, and th- this was like twenty twelve or something. She rode for this company called Bellows in Sweden, um, and she had like a sequence of it in the ad. And that's like what I picture when I'm like trying that trick. And then like, like a couple of years ago, I found, you know, a giant pipe like that and was able to do the nose slide transfer. And like, that's who I was thinking about when I was doing the trick. Like, so Sarah is kind of like who I like to skate or who I like to see in, uh, in the women's skate videos and definitely would not skip her part. I, I mean, I don't really think anything in this video is like skippable to me. Like, I, I think I've watched it three times. You know, part of it is studying up for the, the podcast, but it is a good video. I um, think about Grant Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing like big frontside ollies. Like, yeah, when I'm trying to blast, I'm like, I'm trying to be like GT. I mean, they, like, do you do that seriously? Like, because I, I definitely do like channel different people when I'm trying different tricks. Like, you know, who's got the best backsmith? Like, I, I want a backsmith like Nick Stain. So that's who I think about when I do that trick or whatever. So interesting, like it's not the whole women's Nike SB team. It was just like a handful of people. There's no Haisa, no Leticia, no Leo Baker. What do you think's going on there? Um, I mean, I think Raisa is too busy, like winning everything. <laughs> and maybe she's doing something with April. I think that would be cool. I would love to see Raisa footage. Like, I feel like there's so little, but when you see it, like she had that little promo for April and she front blunted a handrail and it looked like she did it like first try and like it was nothing. So I really would love to see her like push herself, but I know that's harder for folks like her who like really rely on staying healthy and like being ready to compete in street leagues. So I feel like there's like some level of conflict of interest maybe happening there where she's like, it's hard for them to go street skate because if they get hurt then they can't go to work so i think there's probably some of that happening i think leticia is probably just like doing her own thing and it was kind of nice i feel like uh i rewatched gizmo after i watched this just to like kind of put myself in like where this had come from and it was nice that it wasn't all the same folks like they brought some new kids out and then like 
I wouldn't call Agatha a kid, but knew some new folks. And I felt like it was a good thing. Like, I don't always need to see all the same six people that Nike decides to, like, pay money. I want to see new folks. I want to, like, be put on to some new people. And I think that's cool. So, obviously, I want to see footage from everyone, but um, never opposed to seeing new faces. I think that's, like, a rad thing that more companies should do because there are a lot of people out there, especially in Europe, like, for Sarah and Agatha, like, they rip over there. So they should be getting love just like the folks here. Yeah. And the Nike team is big enough. They don't have to rely on those big names and they Mm -hmm. can bring up new people. And it's a good platform for people to rise up and get coverage. Do you guys ever look at Slap? I'm trying to say as far away from Slap as possible. That's like the 4chan of skateboarding. (laughs) Uh, Slap's fun. I enjoy Slap. I I think Slap's got like a bad rap, but I was surprised at how um, positive they were on the video. You know, I think that a, a lot's changed. And I think that a lot of people have um, kind of learned what's up and they're not just going to like talk shit on a women's skate video like they would in the past. <laughs> Good job, men. <laughs> Good job, men you of slap. the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't an asshole. Good job. <laughs> but but speaking of being an asshole, um, I, I like to talk shit. Um, and I think that everybody is super supportive in women's skating. And I wonder like when... So like, I'm just like stoked to see them skate. It just makes me happy. To- or like where it's like, oh, they're like the Nigel of like, like the women's Nigel, the women's Chris Jocelyn, where it's like, oh, they've got wax style or whatever. Like, you know, it seems like everybody's just really supportive. And I'm wondering when, like, at what point can you not be so supportive and just enjoy talking Ooh. shit? People still talk shit. <laughs> There's enough shit talk happening already. Yeah. <laughs> And they always will, you know, like people love to talk about Beatrice. They, my friends will tell me to my face, they just don't like women skateboarding. And it's like, well, <laughs> what can you do? Like filming a street part or something. Yeah, yeah I think it's a real shame. It's like, I guess we need to get to a point where people aren't just like, I just don't like women skating, where they can be like, it's all just skating. And I just don't like that person because like their trick selection is whack or something. You know, if I see somebody do a dolphin flip in a video part, I'm like, no, dude, like, I'm not even going to watch the rest of your part. Over quite yet to like our world. But again, I can only speak to like what I but, like. I wonder if we'll ever get to the point where it's like that in women skating. You guys are looking like, no, I don't know. I think. Yeah, I don't, I think that it's just like, at least I can only speak for my lived experience and the folks that I surround myself with. That's not really our culture. When I'm out like skating with folks like me, it's just like, we're just bringing each other up. And I feel like a lot of our community gets that external, not hatred, but like external like energy that Eunice was just talking about. How people like will just be like, oh, I just don't want to watch any women on a skateboard. You all look stupid. Like, I don't care. So it's like hard to talk about that when there are folks who are like getting past those stigmas and like still doing their own thing. It's like, I just want to raise those folks up. I mean, there's definitely people like everyone has preferences of what they like to watch. Like, I don't think that will ever change. But I think that I know a lot of like guys who've come out and skated with like me and my femme friends have always said like had the same experience of like wow that was really fun you guys have a lot of fun when you skate you're really nice and I think that's just like maybe a difference in culture in some aspects that we're not like I don't know I don't want to hate on anyone if you have fun playing with your skateboard in the same capacity that I do I think that's cool whereas like I think in the men's sphere it's like way more like rah-rah competitive and I don't think that's fully come over quite yet to like our world. But again, I can only speak to like what I've seen and heard from other folks. Well, that that sounds like a much more advanced worldview <laughs> than uh, the typical men's skating uh, environment where there's a lot of shit talking. Uh, myself included, I, I enjoy shit talking, but it's probably not uh, the best use of my time or brain capacity. It's like a, it's a different type of shit talking, right? That would be so cool. We wouldn't be like a sci-fi part. Yeah, I'm just. I was just wondering if, like, yeah, like we'll ever get to a point where you know maybe in a few skate generations where it's not there's not as much just unearned hate and it'll just be <laughs> earned hate. Like, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I feel like I'm not coming across very well with this line of questioning. Uh, <laughs> it's a different perspective, <laughs> I guess. I hope there's no hate though. 
Yeah, we should probably should hate less. <laughs> you guys are both street skaters, correct? Yeah. <laughs> this is why we turn the cameras off so you can't just nod. <laughs> oh, true. Um, <laughs> what do you guys, how do you guys feel about the mix of like the park and the street stuff? Like, I think Nicole House is the only one that had park footage in mm-hmm. her park. Haley skated right? some transition, like those half pipe things. Did you, were they like natural? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you mean uh, the park? Yeah. Do you guys like bristle at skate park footage and like mix in with street footage? Not really. No. I mean, like, I think that there's like an element of, well, especially for Nicole, like she's traditionally a transition skater. And I think that's like obviously way harder to find street spots and DIYs and such. So like, I feel like they almost always get that kind of bit of a pass. But I think that also it comes down to just like, we've kind of talked about this and we've hit this a couple times, but like, we don't get a lot of content. So like, I'm just like stoked to see them skate. It just makes me happy to see these folks like, do what they love and have so much fun and rip and push themselves that like I don't really care as much of like where it's happening or like what is happening even though it's like I am a like a traditional street skater who like I wouldn't put skate park footage in one of my street parts but like I don't care if someone else does like if they're stoked on it and that's their vision and that's what they want to do I think that's that's rad and I think they should do it and I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna be like that was dope you know yeah I think transition footage gets a pass too, right? Like if it's like a flat bar at a skate park, no, that's like kind of weird. <laughs> but if it's like a, if it's super gnarly or like an NBD, nice. then yeah, plenty of people have done that. Yeah, like Fabiana Delfino comes to mind. Like a lot yeah. of her parts, she has like skate park footage and it's always like pretty gnarly shit. So, uh, and like, I'm stoked. Same thing with Nicole, like always stoked to see Street Fabi, but also like I know her roots are more there so like i want to see the best skating that she has and the best skating for a transition skater is obviously going to be like in a bowl Mm -hmm. so i think it's i think it's cool i think people should skate like what they want to skate and how they want to skate and i think there's something really nice happening in like the non-traditional skate community that like i feel like we keep talking about all these rules like that are coming from like traditional skateboarding and i feel like no one really cares about them or listens to them as much like you can watch like a there video and like 97 skate rules that like all these people have like <laughs> followed their entire lives get broken and i'm just like fuck yeah that's sick like we should keep breaking these rules like we're skateboarders why do we have like a rule set for us to abide by we should just do whatever the fuck we want which i think is not happening so much in the men's space and happening all the time in the non-traditional space which is why i get more stoked off of it than maybe other video parts that come interesting. out interesting yeah, I think that's right that like in in like the traditional skate space there are a lot of rules or you know I I'd prefer to call them best practices <laughs> about how things should look or how they should be presented. But yeah, I think that there is certainly um an argument to be made for breaking the rules or bending them or whatever to make them suit your needs. And it, for the record, I didn't really mind Nicole's skate park footage. I think it kind of made sense and it wasn't um, jarring, you know, and it, like like you said, she's traditionally a transition skater. So it makes sense for her to have transition stuff in her part. Like that's kind of where she shines, like that blindside fakie ollie over the, the roll-in was super sick. Yeah, it's interesting in that interview that's up on the Nike site, she said that she is more comfortable going blindside. That's, so That's insane. She's crazy. She's so good. I can't imagine. I don't skate anything that looks like this, like a transition <laughs> thing. If it's not flat in a mani pad or a ledge, then I don't want to... I, I wouldn't even drop them. No, I'm just kidding. I would probably drop them. But no, I can't. When I watch transition skaters, it's like so different than anything that like... I mean, I, I didn't grow up really going to skate parks. I grew up on the east coast where we didn't really have very many skate parks i think the closest skate park growing up to me was like 45 minutes away and it was like oh, not wow. very good so i'm like all that stuff is very foreign and i think that's why i think it's so cool because i'm just like i can't even imagine like doing anything like that so more transition footage i think that's what we want just to see more people do gnarly shit oh wow interesting <laughs> that that's uh first time that's been said on this podcast maybe uh, <laughs> Eunice, are you, are you, uh, we want to see more transition footage or, or not? Are you on my team? Um, not that there's teams. No, I'm, I'm with, I'm with it all. 
I do like transition footage because when I first started skating, transition was like just more fun to do because you could like roll around and go fast and like learning how to carve and then taking all that to the street to like, like I built up a lot of my confidence in transition and watching transition videos. Like I love, love, love Grant Taylor and like Pedro Barros and I don't know, just like all those crazy guys. Anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, those are like good examples of going really fast, blasting yeah. shit. Yeah, so that will, transition will always like be close to my heart. Yeah, I didn't have a skate park growing up. So like that's probably part of my like anti-transition bias is like I just didn't really have regular access to a skate park until I went to college. So it's just like not like I'm still not very comfortable on a, on ramps. I grew up in LA uh, for context too. <laughs> So plenty of parks and fun things. I feel like when I lived in LA, there weren't that many parks. The early 2000s. It was like they just built the Glendale Park. Oh, Verdugo? Uh, I thought it was Glendale. It might have been where Nicole House had a trick. Oh, yeah. Over like a channel, like a frontside 180 or frontside 360 over the channel. I think that's at that Glendale Park. Anyway, that that was like brand new when I lived there, which is neither here nor there about this video gassed up, uh, which we're way off topic, but that's fine. <laughs> I feel like this was probably the most RN street footage we've ever seen in one place, which was really good to see. I mean, we, we all know that she rips, but seeing it on street for me feels good. She's a ledge legend. Indeed. A, a legend. <laughs> With the DG. <laughs> yeah, I think this just what this just made me like want a full part. Like I feel like we're just getting teased with how good she is. That yeah, I just I just heck? want like I just want four minutes of like every flip in and every flip out and my mind to just explode because she's so 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 good. And mm-hmm. I feel like we might get one. Feel it in the air. You know what I mean? I just have this energy that I feel like we might get one and that would be so cool. We would Maybe like a sci-fi it. part. That's what I'm hoping for. That would be so, so cool. Like a sci-fi going pro part. Mm-hmm. That's like, I feel like I read somewhere that she wants to put out a street part to go pro. On slap. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was like a Jerry Sue interview or a Ryan Lay interview. So a little, a little um, <laughs> more well-sourced than uh, slap. Slap's a decent source though. Slap's come through with with the goods pretty well. Back when we were talking about Haisa and how her contest skating might be getting in the way of her street skating. And I thought it was interesting that uh, Haley Wilson in that Nike SB interview said that she just retired from the Olympics so she can focus on street skating. I think that's pretty rad that she's able to do that. You know, I think traditionally it's just been like, you gotta, you gotta do the contests. Yeah, I think videos like gassed up and nike supporting it makes it possible for her to quit the olympics yeah totally i think it's super it's super cool to see these major companies back folks so that they if they don't want to they can leave that space i think that's like should just happen more often i mean i think Haley's like a great example like i mean someone who's traditionally been so talented and so good and like maybe not gotten the love from companies that she's deserved like she was getting baker boards and they were doing nothing with her and that just always kind of blew Mm. my mind i was just like you have this insane ripper like do something with her and it's nice to see even though it took a giant corporation like nike to kind of step in and be like no like there's a real talent here let's like foster this let's like build her up and let her have the space that she needs to really become a really good street skater and the fact that she could leave the contest scene i think is like so so good for her if that's what she wants and to for us because we get to see more footage so i think it's a great thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it sets a good example you know like for girls out there looking up to Haley, they can say i can i can make a life or make a career out of skating and not have to do contests because you know for a lot of people skating a contest even if you're good, the idea of skating in contests is no fun. You know, just being in front of all those people and all that pressure and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I did a contest once. How did it go? It was the worst day of my life. And I had really bad diarrhea. Oh, no. And was like, 
and like Ryan Sheckler was there and Alexis Sablone. Oh, I was like, so this is terrible. I <laughs> never want to do a contest again. <laughs> yeah, they're not fun. It's like all the things that skateboarding, like all the not fun parts of skateboarding, they put all into one yeah, space and they're like, fun. okay, now do it all at the same time. Yeah, I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to go and skate over here. Bye. <laughs> I never even thought about, like, when you were talking about it earlier, someone only doing contests and, like, saving themselves for contests and not doing, like, filming a street part or something. Yeah, I think... That's crazy. I mean, I think that's what's... I mean, this is all speculation, but I'm -hmm. I'm assuming that's what's happening with Raisa. I mean, it makes sense. And, And also, like, a lot of the younger girls... Like in general, I feel like they're all of their energy is going into Street League and X Games, and because that's where they're getting backing from. And like, I can't really blame them if they want this to like turn into a long term thing. And like, one place is going to support you, and the other place is going to be like, "Yeah, I'll give you six boards every two months." Like, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these <laughs> a lot of these girls don't even have like traditional skate sponsors, right? Like, yeah. they're out there on blank boards with like energy drink logos on them. You know what I mean? Like, they're going mm-hmm. where folks are supporting them, and the traditional skate scene is not that spot. So it's like, if you look up to, and all your friends are like getting hooked up by like these crazy big corporations then you're going to do the same shit because why would you not when one is going to offer you like so much more and i understand there's like mm-hmm. capitalism oh, and, and bullshit behind pro it part. yeah like she's it's not like a skater exactly she's not a pro. <laughs> but it's like yeah but okay so like Haley's a great example like from my knowledge Haley's name is not on a skateboard which is insane, mm-hmm. right? Like you're like retiring from the Olympics and you don't have your name on a skateboard. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't really happen as much in the men's space. Like they all have major sponsors and have that support and half the girls that are out there. I mean, there's very few pros in general and most of them aren't getting any love. So I don't right. see why, I don't see why anyone wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? It just makes sense. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you got to go where the money is. Unfortunately, not long ago, a video like Gassed Up would be hard to believe, and the only way women could make it in skating was through contests. And in the early days of skating, contests mattered more than anything, even for the dudes. Today, it seems their position has slid almost to irrelevance. Maddie, this topic was your idea. Can you make a case for why contests don't matter like they used to? That's a lot of pressure. So I think that this is like double-sided. I think that contests matter for one thing and one thing only. (laughs) Uh, you can find me on Twitter at most contests are culturally adding anything to this skate scene. I think if anything, they're taking it away from it. But a lot of folks are driven there. So like just we were saying, just to get the, the paycheck. And I think that's really starting to show, especially over the last few years with like organizations like Street League, that this isn't for the like skate culture. This isn't to like promote things. This is just like a evil little business corporation that's trying to make money and it's really like sterilizing and kind of everything that like i think skateboarding shouldn't be skateboarding should be like pushing yourself and learning and progressing and putting things out that you're really proud of and i think that these contests are just like people learning robotic tricks that they can land every try and I think the wheels are falling off a little bit. I think people are seeing past that. I know, again, I can only speak from my experience, but like no one I know watches Street League. I don't watch Street League. And I think it's even more than that. I think a lot of, I mean, my friend group actively makes fun of it. They're like, this is really dorky. And politics aside, all this stuff that's happening with Street League and their new streaming services and all that, it's really just bringing to light maybe what's already existed for a few years. And I think that, with the growth of social media and people's capabilities to put things out themselves. Like we don't even really need these big entities, right? Like Rice is a great example. Rice has like what, 3 million followers on Instagram or something like that. She has more social power than street league, right? She's able to do more for herself than any contest is. It's just, they still supply prize money and, a lot of the have like a pro from 20 years ago and they'll still come out to Tampa and you, they take contests because they're not really in our culture and in our space. And I really wish that they would spend some time and like learn about what skating is on a larger scale than just street league and maybe push that more. Makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that um, 
especially the fact that there's so many other ways to get noticed. You know, you don't have to go to Tampa and make a splash in order to get a team manager to see you and and get noticed. You know, like you can put out a good video part, get it up on like Free Skate Mag, or like even just have a couple of tricks, get some attention, and you can have sponsors and get noticed. So I think that their their relevance is fading for sure. Maddie, have you ever done a contest? Have you ever entered a contest? Uh, a few. They are definitely not not my thing. I'm like also like some of these people are just like so good at skateboarding. I'm much more of like a I want to go battle a trick and film it for a couple hours than like go do the tricks I can land every try type of person. And also like Eunice, I felt like I was gonna have diarrhea the whole time. And oh, I did have diarrhea. <laughs> the I, hate whole time. I, I hate that for you. They're just ner- <laughs> they're just nerve inducing. And I I mean I commend these folks that do it like. I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm dismissing their hard work because I think they're all like super mm-hmm. talented and the fact that they can land these tricks first try is technically very impressive. I just think that maybe we're moving past that in terms uh, it's not it's not as as like cut and dry as it used to be not jiving with it anymore i think that's the best way is just i think street league is very targeted towards folks who don't skateboard which is a weird Mm -hmm. thing right like i feel like most of their audience is probably either beginners folks who used to skate or folks who don't skate at all just from the fact that i know a lot of skateboarders and none of them care about it so i think that it would be nice to see these large entities start to like take notice of what the actual community wants and i think like events that would be sick i would watch that i think that'd be really inspiring stuff that skateboarders want to see versus just like gray sterile la style skate park in an arena and Mm -hmm. people doing tricks that we already know they can land yeah i think in in the like everybody's good era contests don't make a lot of sense because it's like yeah everybody's good we know yuto can nollie 270 nose slide a handrail first try every try which is an incredible feat but also you do you do it a couple times in a contest and it's just like predictable and just like oh yeah you know do the do the 270 nose slide get it over with (laughs) i think that's something that happened too was like i think street league used to be really dynamic and interesting like i don't know however many years ago before all the like people competing like learned how to do it it used to be maybe that older format to some extent like yeah they're still doing run boy would try some impossible shit like five times and it like really created this like fun and kind of spontaneous event and i think that was like maybe how people started watching it because like oh this is cool like i want to watch my favorite pros really try to push themselves and now it's like really set and to take that element out of it feels really weird and i exact same trick because i know i'm going to get this many points and the like gamification of skateboarding kind of sterilizes like what it really means and i think if maybe they created a format that would push it back a few years to allow people to be more uh, like allow them to push themselves a little harder and like maybe maybe try things that they would fall on. Like the first thing I think of is just like, let's just, the, the run section, like what is this? Like this is just people trying to not fall for 30 seconds. Like this isn't interesting. And I think that's why some of these other non-traditional contests are so interesting. Like Dime Glory Challenge, people were falling all over the place. Like that's skateboarding. We all fall. Like that's kind of part of it. And to take that element out of it feels really weird. And I would love to see them go back 10 years and maybe push their athletes as they like to call themselves um, into a new direction. Yeah, it, it is a little too strategic now and people just know how to play the game, which, you know, there's a lot of money on the line. I would do the same thing. I would, do I do this trick? I know I can do that. I know is going to get a high score or do I try to like do something crazy that people have never seen before? You know, there's a shitload of money on the line. I'm just going to go with the guarantee. And I, that's just like what's happening now. And, you know, like you, you mentioned the runs, runs are kind of like the traditional contest format is like, you know, you get 30 seconds to skate the course and yeah, it's always been everybody kind of holding back going as hard as they can with shit that they know that they can land. I think there needs to just be a full reboot of what contests are. You know, like you said, Dime Glory Challenge is a great example. It's just like totally silly and nobody knows what to expect. So they can't prepare and they can't be strategic and be like, 
uh, you know, I've been training these like kick lip back lips on the nine stair rail, you know, every day. So I got that on lock. It's just like, oh shit, there's a, a rainbow rail that keeps growing. <laughs> like I, I was not prepared for that. So like uh, Eunice, <laughs> I, I feel like you roll with a pretty creative crew with the warble. Could you see the warble putting on a contest? Like, what do you think that would look oh, like? I'm, we should pitch that to them. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh wait, is Copenhagen open a contest or is that just a big party? I think technically there is a contest somewhere in there like it's maybe like the excuse to get everyone together and then there's just all this other stuff that is what it's really about okay (laughs) like that looks fun (laughs) yeah more more of those things more dime glory challenge more copenhagen warble contest Maybe you, like you, each person gets ten minutes with ramp, man ramp in a junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I would watch that. I would watch that for sure. <laughs> in a junkyard, and you just make up whatever obstacles. Yeah, like hey, man ramp, let, go lean lean the plywood on this car. I'm gonna do a pivot on the windshield or something. And, mm-hmm. You know, somebody else better do something better than that that'd be sick i i gotta admit i'm not like a big watcher of them like if i can i'll I'll watch the tampa pro or tampa am live stream but it's not like appointment viewing it's just like if it's raining that day or something (laughs) then i might watch it i think that tampa is like still in the maybe that older format to some extent like yeah they're still doing run but like I feel like you still see like crazy shit happen at Tampa every year. Like someone like stalls on a rafter. Like people are still like pushing yeah. themselves there. And I think that maybe like with Street League, it's just like twofold of like there's a lot of money. So I don't blame any single person who does the easy trick that they know they're going to win. Like I would do the same shit. Like I- I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to like tell the folks who are competing to change what they're doing i think that just maybe the people who are organizing it could create something that would be more entertaining for folks and maybe they would be more likely to tune in and i think that tampa still kind of captures that energy in some capacity i mean i think there's some crossover with the contest folks but we also get folks who aren't in street league to come out to tampa and i think that's really cool like or they'll have like a pro from 20 years ago and they'll still come out to tampa and you, they take a run and everyone's stoked on it like it just has that energy that i think street league is lacking mm-hmm. i think that's really what it comes down to it's all about a vibe we're just trying to have a good vibe and we're trying to chill and skateboard and i think that that's being lost and so more tampa stuff even if that's mm-hmm. what the contest weird result time and that i mean i see way 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 more the better I think Tampa is an open, so anybody can sign up and compete. Maybe the pro is a little more locked in, but I know like the AM contest, like, you know, I could sign up for the AM contest right now and get last place. (laughs) But, you know, it's open. So it allows for those moments of like, holy shit, I've never heard of this kid, Felipe Gustavo. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a life-changing run, you know, like he made the trip to Tampa and then that made his career. So th- those stories are pretty cool. And there's still a place for, for that kind of thing in contests, I think. Have you guys seen Street Dreams? Of course, the Knack. <laughs> I haven't. I do re- reference the Knack what? on the regular. <laughs> What? You have to take Street Dreams? Best worst acting ever. It's incredible. I highly You'll recommend it. it. Is it on Netflix or something? It's got to be on streaming somewhere. <laughs> Maybe YouTube. I'm pretty sure it's free know. on YouTube. We'll link to it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> what about a 60-year-olds and over skate contest? That, that would be sick. I would watch that. I think that'd be really inspiring. Yeah, because you know there's hell, there's hella rippers out there. Like there's some folks in the community here in DC who are like, maybe not 60, but in their mid to late 50s who are still getting at it and like jumping they downstairs and yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they would real die. Shit, man. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> yeah. Break a hip or something. Oh, no. I don't know. Sometimes I get sad when I see my friends posting clips and it's like, oh man, like we're looking old. Oh no. No. Used to 360 flip up the Euro gap and now you're just 360 flipping next to the Euro gap. Like, oh, no. But I mean, I'm, I'm the same way, you know, like I'm getting old and like the footy ain't what it used to be. I mean, I kind of wanted to touch on that because I just turned 30. I feel these like regret I feel regret you know like oh I wish I had just like gone harder when I was younger like I feel like my 
youth is slipping away. But then I see skaters like Alexis Sablone, she's 36, or like Ishad's in his 30s, you know, and like still going crazy. And so that's super inspiring. But yeah, I guess just like transitioning away from like youth. <laughs> like how's we're all how's, transitioning away from youth. Every, every day we get farther from youth. But, so, I mean, but I, you mentioned wait, how old are you, Maddie? The same. Mm. Yeah, but, I, but I feel like that's changing a little bit though. Like you said, like there's folks who are older and are still like ripping, whereas like 20 years ago, if you were like 26, you'd be like, ah, well, there's the end of your career. <laughs> Hope it was fun. Yeah. And I feel like now it's uh it's not it's not as as like cut and dry as it used to be. And I think that's that's cool because I mean at the end of the end of the day, like skateboarding as a profession and as like marketability is is just if there is a market for it and i feel like people are skating later into their life so there's a market for older skaters whereas before all these brands were just like our demographic is 16 year old boys so Mm -hmm. let's get like the smelliest grossest 22 year olds (laughs) and like have them jump down handrails so that we can sell our boards to 16 year olds not talking Mm -hmm. about any company in specific but that's changing there's so many more folks who are skating there's so many different types of people who are skating that i feel like every demographic is going to start having its own like group of people who they follow and maybe for us not i'm not gonna say we're old younger than some but older than others we're going to watch different skaters than like the 15 year olds who are going to the skate park they're going to watch like a limousine video i mean i'm going to watch a limousine video too but i think it's just different and we don't have to like worry about getting older in terms of like maybe traditionally we have in in skating i think there's way more folks who are keeping up with it which i think is really cool and i think the pandemic changed that too a lot of people mm-hmm. got back into skating because mm-hmm. of that and i think that that's like a weird result time and that i mean i see way 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 more older folks out ripping still than i had traditionally and i think For that's sure. super cool yeah i think that I, I wonder if it's like a chicken and the egg kind of scenario where it, like people are skating longer so pros can stay pro longer or pros are staying pro longer so people think that they can skate longer i don't i don't know but yeah like you know i'm i'm 43 years old and still like obsessed with skating and i'm I'm okay yeah you look great (laughs) (laughs) thanks i'll be stoked if i can keep skating even longer which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on maddie what are you stoked on this week i am stoked on an event that we are doing at Pulaski. It's called Pride at the Plaza, and it's the first ever uh, event celebrating LGBT folks that the Pulaski community has ever had. So we've been working on it really hard, and I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited the WNBA season is back, even though the Mystics lost. That's okay. And I am super excited that Taylor Swift announced a new version of Karma featuring Ice Spice, because it's going to be fire. (laughs) (laughs) Eunice, is there anything that you're stoked on this week? Yeah, I'm stoked to be on this podcast and just, you know, living, remembering that uh, I live in abundance. I forgot that, but I just remembered earlier today. And my cat, I guess. Stoked on bubbles every day. Bubbles! Shout out to bubbles. <laughs> Shout out bubbles. Well, that, that dovetails nicely with what I'm stoked on because I'm stoked on watching my cat run around in the backyard. Oh! She's like a year old, so she's got that kitten energy. And like we put a harness on her and a leash. We got a fenced in backyard, so we kind of let her run run crazy. And then like, you know, she'll like chase a stick with a leaf on the end and stuff. It's like insane fun. So stoked on that. And stoked on the Photoshop beta with Generation Fill. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty crazy. You can just like highlight your hat and say, make it a top hat. And then it'll make it a top hat and give you three options. It's so, it's so creepy. It's it's super (laughs) trippy. It's crazy. It's very cool, but it's very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The the results are like kind of iffy, but like, it's still pretty impressive. So I'm, I'm stoked on that and just like messing around and making silly stuff with Photoshop. And that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. 
Uh, Maddie, I'm going to throw it to you again. Maddie, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at FrontGrinds. Eunice, where can people find you? Oh, um, in LA on Instagram. I have a TikTok. Um, all my handles are different, though, because people keep uh, stealing them. Shout them so, out. <laughs> my Instagram is not, <laughs> not Cheetos. Uh, my TikTok is not Cheeto, singular. And then um, my Twitter is not Cheetos with like three or four S's. <laughs> That's it. There's, there's some brand consistency there. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Eunice. Thank you, Maddie, so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Templeton. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that girl, like. You're talking shit for the hell of it. Addicted to betrayal, but you're relevant. You terrify to look down. Cause if you dare, you see the glare of everyone you burn just to get there. It's coming back around. And I keep my side street clean you Text by the bounce. Karma is a fire in your house. And she bout to pop up unannounced. And she never leaving you alone. Watch her put your ops on a throne. Got you waving pretty white flags. Feeling for that cash. Thinking it'll save ya. Now you switching up your behavior. It's okay, baby. You ain't gotta worry. Karma never gets lazy. So I keep my head up, my bread up. I won't let up. Promise that you'll never endeavor with none lesser. Ever, ever. I be dragging that wagon. Karma is a beauty. Winning that pageant. Cause karma is my boyfriend Karma is a god Karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend Karma's a relaxing thought Aren't you envious that for you it's not Sweet like honey Karma is a cat Purring in my lap cause it loves me Flexing like a goddamn acrobat Me and karma vibe like On your scent like a bounty hunter And karma's gonna track you down Step by step from town to town Sweet like justice, karma is the queen Karma takes all my friends to the summit Karma is the guy on the screen Coming straight home to me Karma is my boyfriend Karma is a god Yeah.